Yo, what is good? Welcome back to Health Hacks. This is episode number 134. And today we're going to discuss hotel fitness. I am fully aware that hotel fitness is not a sentence that makes sense. And it is just two words put together. However, I feel like it is low-key catchy. And I like that name. So I'm going to call this episode Hotel Fitness, unless in the next 25 minutes or so, I will come up with a more clever, more clever, more clever, I actually don't know which is correct. That's, I kind of feel dumb because that's like the person saying more intelligent to, more intelligent. Anyways, getting sidetracked already, Daniel. But yeah, unless I find another topic or another cool interesting name i'm going to call this hotel fitness a reason why i want to talk about hotels and being fit in a hotel and being healthy and figuring out a way to keep in shape and make the most out of you being in a hotel is because my parents are stuck in a hotel and by stuck i mean they're not allowed to go out they were just in israel where i am and obviously they are from, but now they are going back to China because China is where I grew up, and it is where my dad and my mom have their business and all of that. But as I'm sure you know, Corona, COVID is a thing, so they can't just go back to the apartment where they live. They first got a COVID test. I feel like I mentioned this, but yeah, they first got a COVID test before they flew and when they landed they got another COVID test and now they are stuck in our hotel for 14 days because that's the Chinese policy and after 14 days they'll get uh, another COVID test and then assuming it is negative again they're free to do whatever but during this hotel they're not allowed to get out so it is a full proper lockdown people I mean like the people that work in the hotel they bring them food. They're not allowed to go out. Obviously, the hotel has a bathroom and a bed, so that's all they need, and they have people bring them food. But a smart thing my parents did, because they are not a huge fan of standard Chinese food, and even though the hotel they are currently at is better than some other people that stayed, that were forced to stay in a hotel, pretty pretty long story not relevant but they have there's a group chat that my dad is in of other people of other israeli people that flew to china and stayed in a hotel and most of them or it seems like most of them at least stayed in pretty crappy hotels and had pretty bad conditions but they are living in pretty good conditions and a relatively decent relatively good hotel and they feel like they are lucky because from what it seems like in the group chat, they are in a better hotel than 99% of people. However, both my mom and I pretty quickly realized that that might not actually be the case because the people who speak the loudest, the people who complain the most, the people who type the most in the group chat are the people who have something to complain about. If you have a good hotel, you probably won't write anything. My parents have a good hotel. They're not going to write anything. But the people that are unhappy and are in a bad situation and are not happy with the hotel they're given, 
then they're going to write long messages and complain to the entire world. That is a pretty accurate metaphor for all of life. Quick tangent before I get to what I'm trying to get to, which is give you valuable information of how to be fit and how to be healthy within a hotel. Quick tangent. Even in the news, this is pretty relevant. The news does not provide you accurate information about reality. It provides you the most shocking, the most outrageous, the most clickbait stories. And those often times are negative. So the news don't supply you and don't tell you that in the last year, millions of flights landed successfully. They tell you about the one flight that crashed, obviously, because that's a story. They don't say every time people have committed good, nice, random deeds and donated to charity or somebody decided to um, volunteer. They don't say all the good things. They say oftentimes all the bad things, all the things that are going wrong in the world. And many times they even amplify that. Like I remember an example is when the news portrayed as if the entire state of Portland was, or basically the entire West Coast of the U.S. was on fire and there was a huge fire. But in reality, if you talk to anybody that lived there, there was only two blocks. And yes, those two blocks were in horrendous condition. But if you lived outside those two blocks in Portland, then you were fine. Then you had a beautiful day. It was one of the best summers, weather-wise, and everything was fine. Anyways, that was just a tangent. Back to the point I was trying to make. I feel like I say that same a lot. Back to the point I was trying to make. Back to what I was talking about initially. Hotel fitness. Oh, yeah. A pretty smart thing that my parents did is that they ordered from Chabad, or I guess it is pretty much the equivalent of a Hebrew or Jewish pastor that provides you, I mean, you can go there to buy food, at least that's how it works um, in China, right? So they have kosher or and Israeli food that they buy, and obviously for them, it tastes way better than the Chinese food because the Chinese food, they mostly give you random um, fruits and vegetables and a bunch of other things that my parents, especially my mom, does not particularly enjoy eating. So that is a pretty unique hack. You might, you probably actually won't be in the same situation my parents are, but if you are stuck in a hotel or in a room or whatever, especially because of COVID, that is not that unrealistic. It is not that far-fetched for you to be stuck in a location where you can't get out and you just have to figure something out. And in that case, instead of just being okay with the food that you have, try to order food that is healthy and tasty and that you could enjoy. And sometimes you have to think out of the box to 
figure something out. But if you really think about it, and you're going to have plenty of time to think about it, if you are stuck, especially if you're stuck alone, luckily my parents are together. Some, uh, on another note, some couples are even um, separated because the hotels only supply you with one rooms. But anyways, that is not the case. But yeah, sometimes you have to think out of the box of ways to figure out how you can eat if you're stuck and you're not allowed to go out. Because the very best way to eat healthy is to do your own grocery shopping. But if you can't do that, then instead of just ordering McDonald's or junk food every single day, order from like a family or like a better restaurant. And if my parents had a microwave and a fridge, which they don't, but if they did, then it would be even easier for them because then they could maybe not order groceries, but order from some family order some from some restaurant and then they can keep it for later. But right now, because they don't have a fridge, they just have to order the food that they all have to eat today. Um, oh yeah, and a quick note, they also have to plan because on Saturday, her body, the it doesn't really work like they, because that's the Jewish rest day where you don't do anything, so they're not going to send food. So they're keeping all the food that does not spoil and they're saving it for Saturday. But anyways, here are some advice that I give to my parents and I can give it to you if maybe you're not stuck in a hotel but you are stuck in your room and you can't go to the gym. You're stuck at home and you want to achieve hotel fitness. <laughs> you want to achieve becoming healthier and getting into better shape because due to COVID, I mean, it's not actually due to COVID, but since COVID, I think the average person, I guess it depends on the country and it depends on what time frame you look at. So I'm not going to give you a number, but most people gained a significant amount of weight. They're moving less, they're eating less healthy, but that does not have to be the case. You actually don't have to live like this. Now, in terms of eating healthy, which is the most important part, that might be slightly more difficult if you can do your own groceries. So for the next 15 minutes or so, I'll just discuss some workouts you can do. Because you really don't need to physically go to a gym and have a bunch of fancy equipment to get a good workout in. If you have a band that's super helpful, that will be great. My dad actually has a pretty cool machine. It's not really a machine. It's like kind of T-Rex that you um, put behind your door, but you can also run. It's a T-Rex, but it's also like a belt. Also, it's like a fancy version, version that you can also do some running exercises. But anyways, not really relevant to you. Because I'm assuming his, he said it cost like $200. Most people are not going to not willing to spend that, which is interesting. Another quick side note, before I actually give you valuable advice, because I do plan to give you pretty valuable advice in about 30 seconds, but it's a quick note. $200 might seem like a lot, but what are you spending the $200 on if you have it, presumably? Because yes, spending $200 on a 
um, machine or like a tool that you might only use for two weeks. I bet he'll use it for way more than that. But you might think it's a waste of money if you're only going to use it for two weeks. Well, how important is your body? How important is your health? Those two weeks are going to pass, but you can decide if those two weeks are going to pass, you being in better health or you being in worse health. And anything you can do to invest and make it easier for you, again, it is going to be difficult either way, but anything you can do to make invest in yourself and make it easier for you to be in better shape is a good investment. Because many people are going to waste this $200 by buying extra ice cream or other junk. Anyways, valuable information I'm going to give you right now. Let's say you want to do an upper body workout. You're at hotel, you're at home, you don't have any bands, you don't have any dumbbells, you have nothing. So for chest, obvious exercise, you can do push-ups. And depending on your strength level, you can do different types of push-ups. So the most basic things, anybody can do this, is you can do wall push-ups. And the more vertical you are, the easier it is. So literally stand in front of a wall and put your hands on the wall and do a push-up on the wall. And because gravity is not going to be as harsh because you are pretty much vertical, you're standing up, you're not going to feel as much. You might not even feel like it is, it is an exercise. But if you start putting your feet farther and farther away from the wall, so your spine is becoming more horizontal, then you'll feel the exercise slightly more. And you're doing a push-up, but instead of your hands being on the floor, it's on the wall. And again, the further your feet are from the wall and the more horizontal your body starts becoming, the tougher the exercise will be. But for those of you who are at least in relatively decent shape, you will, might not even feel that exercise because it is extremely low resistance. It is the lowest form of resistance. Doesn't matter how weak your chest is, you'll be able to do this exercise. Hopefully you'll be able to do it. And hopefully this is easy for you. If not, hey, you gotta start somewhere, but hopefully it is. Then you can move to knee push-ups, where you're doing the push-ups on the floor, but instead of being on your toes, you are on your knees. Now, I'm assuming you don't have a mat and I'm assuming you don't have a carpet and you're in the worst condition and you have like a wooden floor. I say the worst condition because that will make your knees hurt if your knees are on the, on the wooden floor. If it's on a carpet, it won't hurt as much. And obviously if you have a mat, that's a positive. But I'm going to assume you have nothing. So get a pillow. Hopefully you do have a pillow in your hotel or your bedroom and place it under your knees. And just so your knees won't hurt. This not a must, but it just helps for cushion. And then do a push-up. Now, just because it's a knee push-up does not mean you can allow yourself to sag or arch your back. Your spine should be pretty aligned, not straight, not completely straight, but good posture. You should um, feel if it's off and you can even record yourself and I highly recommend you do so you can know, you can look later and then you can assess if you have good posture or not. 
so yeah, knees on the mat and then go all the way down so your chest is almost touching the floor or pretty close. And then go back up, fully extending your elbows. Now, if that is too easy for you, and by too easy, I mean if you can easily do more than 12 and you don't really feel your chest hurting, then move on to a regular push-up. And with a regular push-up, even if you can easily do 12, hey, do 50, do 100, you can always do more push-ups and that will help you. But if you want to have a more advanced version, then you can do diamond push-ups and those are extremely difficult. I don't care how fit you are, diamond push-ups are extremely difficult. And that is, instead of having your palms shoulder-width apart as they usually are in a regular push-up, have your palms together so your fingers make a diamond shape where your thumbs and your index finger touch each other in the form of a diamond. Basically, close grip push-ups. Push-ups with your palms underneath your pecs, underneath your chest, and that will make the exercise even more difficult. Now, you can also do wide push-up, that's different variations. There's a bunch of different variations to do for push-ups. You can also do like squeeze the floor push-ups, right? So your arms are, which is, will have a pretty similar effect to diamond push-up. And that is where your arms are um, basically in regular push-up position. And you won't see a difference, but you will feel a difference because you're going to um, put, you're going to basically push your hands close together as if you're squeezing the wall or if you're squeezing something and you're basically squeezing the floor together, but your palms won't physically move, but you'll feel it. You'll feel more engagement in your chest. It is pretty difficult to explain, but hopefully you get this. Do a regular push-up, but instead of just going up and down, really try to squeeze your chest. Try to squeeze the floor together. You won't actually be able to move your palms, but that does that. Just that motion will make a difference. Now let's talk about back exercises because we covered chest pretty extensively in the last couple of minutes. A back exercise you can do is wall slides. And that is where you, um, where you your entire back, your entire posterior, your entire back area is on the wall, your heels, your butt, your shoulder blades, everything is touching the wall. And you're going to have both elbows at 90 degrees straight behind you. Um, so like your entire back of your forearm, your elbow, your entire arm is uh, on the wall at 90 degrees. So everything is like at a right angle and you're going to bring your hands up and back down. That is a pretty good back exercise. Another back exercise you can do is where you're lying on your stomach on the floor. Again, if you have a mat, that's preferable, but you can do it on the floor. And you're going to kind of act like Superman. So you're going to raise both your hands and both your feet at the same time. Also raise your neck. Try not to strain it. You shouldn't if you're doing it correctly. Um, so your entire trunk or stomach or staying on the floor, but 
you're going to raise both hands and both feet up for a second, hold it, and then back down. And then do the same thing up and back down. You should feel it in your lower back. And the wall slides will hit your upper back. So we hit chest, we hit lower back, upper back. And just to make it a whole upper body exercise, let's also incorporate a tricep workout. You can do dips on your bed or like using the, your bed frame. So you're going to, I wish I made a video for this, it would be way easier. But let's try to explain this properly so you get this. So your palms are going to be on the bed, on the bed frame, excuse me, or on the bed actually. The higher this is, the actually easier it would be, the lower the bed frame or the lower the bed, the lower the table, whatever you hold, the more challenging it will be. But you're going to um, have your palms facing backwards and you're going to have your palms on the bed frame or on the bed and you're going to do dips. So your legs are going to be together and the farther out they are from your body from the bed, the more difficult the exercise will be. And you're going to basically bring your entire body and your butt down to the floor and back up. And you should feel this in your triceps. So if you do this right, the only thing that everything is moving, but you're moving through your elbows, through extending, through bending your elbows and then extending them straight. So at the top of the movement, your arms are fully straightened. And the bottom, your entire body is close to the floor and your elbows are fully bent. I hope that made sense. I feel like I'll better explain abs exercise and that is something you can do. Now, ideally you have a mat, but if you don't, you can do this exercise on the bed. Heck, you can even do it as soon as you wake up. You can literally have a lazy day staying in bed, but at the same time, get good ab workouts. So, Again, I'm going to assume you don't have a mat, so I'm not going to make you land the mat. I'm not going to make you land the floor, but you can do crunchy frogs, for example, which is you're basically sitting on your, you're basically sitting and you are going to have your knees together, ankles together, your feet together, and your feet are above the ground. The only thing that's touching the ground is your butt. Everything else is in the air. You're going to have your feet um, by your sides, basically opening yourself up wide. And you're going to, again, your knees and ankles, your entire legs are together, and you're going to pick them back and forth. So you're going to push your legs, um, you're going to push your legs out and then bring your legs back in. And as you bring your legs back in, you're going to hug your knees. And then you're going to open up your arms and kick your legs back out. And that's one rep. And do that for 20 times. That is called Crunchy Frogs. Not sure why that is called that. I just know that is the name. That's a great exercise. You can do even on a wooden floor because you're sitting. Uh, you're sitting. You're not lying down. But because I'm not going to say that you do planks because 
your elbows will hurt. Although you can have your pillow below your elbows, so you can also do planks. But if you want to stay on your bed, then simply lie on your bed with your hands by your sides, back arm flat on the bed, and simply um, raise your legs up, keeping your knees, ankles, everything you feet together, and have your um, have your legs. Your legs should be straight, but your body should be in an L shape. So from your torso, like your hips, should be ninety degrees. Your hip, your hips should make a right angle to your shoulder, to your stomach, to your body, to your upper body. So you're going to be in an L shape, and then you're going to basically bring your um, ankles up to the ceilings and back down. And this exercise is called heels to the heavens because you bring your heels up to the heaven, up to the sky, up to the ceiling. Another exercise you can do, again, on your back while you're in bed, as soon as you wake up or before you're about to sleep, maybe not before you're about to sleep because you're going to sweat a bit, but just uh, an exercise you can just do bicycles where you, you're lying on your bed and you're just pedaling. Again, um, have your neck back. You don't want to strain it, so don't uh, move your neck. Just have your neck on um, your pillow looking the ceiling and just pedal your legs. Or you can you can do so many, you can even get creative and you don't need to know the name of the exercise, you just need to do the exercise. All the exercises I recommend you do on your bed is where your entire back and hands are on the bed, you're with your neck, you're looking towards, you're looking up at the ceiling, you're not bending your neck because that would strain it. And then just lift your legs up and keep them up. Do different motions. You can do scissors where you alternate one leg being perpendicular, one leg being parallel to the bed and keep alternating. You can do double leg lifts where you lift both legs up so you are in an L shape and then back down to the bed. You can do leg shuffles where your legs are at 30 degrees straight and you just shuffle and alternate which ankle is on top of the other ankle and just um, change up your legs. Again, all the ab exercises you will feel very intensely if you simply line your back on your bed. And actually the stuff to the bed is the least the less effective it would be, just because you will be sh sunk down in your bed. But if it's a relatively hard bed, it doesn't have to be like a wooden bed, it doesn't have to be super hard. But if it's just a normal bed, you should be able to make it work. So again, your neck is in a comfortable position. You're looking straight at the ceiling. Your back is just on the bed, hands on either side of you, and just your legs are above the bed basically the entire time. The more straight your legs are, if you keep your knees straight, if you don't bend your knees, the more difficult the exercise would be. The longer your legs are above the bed and don't touch it, the more difficult the exercise would be. And the closer your legs are to 45 degrees, the more difficult the exercise would be. So obviously, Actually, the, the, the closer it is to 90 
the closer it is to like zero degrees. So the closer your legs are to, um, I guess you can figure it out, but the closer your legs are to the bed without actually touching the bed, the more difficult the exercise will be. But if your legs are at nine degrees, then you can keep it there all day. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. I hope that helps if you are in a hotel or if you're stuck in a place where you can't move much or you can't get out. All right. That is all. Peace.